The Hazy Podcast is brought to you by EK the DJ and Michael Reed. Join them each season as they discuss the adventures contained in various audiobooks. This season, they'll be providing reactionary commentary on the So I Got Hazed audiobook by Michael Reed. Chapter 2. Social Butterfly Taking the Piss This was a few years before Facebook took off. People were still using MySpace and chatting with AOL and MSM Messenger. If I wanted to meet new people, I would have to introduce myself to everyone, the old-fashioned way. I would need to scour Radford searching for friends, or even high school acquaintances that I had met, to start networking. After not even beginning my search, someone found me in theirs. With hundreds of rooms in the 13-story dorm, he found me somehow. His name was Patrick O'Connor. I knew Patrick from high school. He was a good friend of a few of my girlfriends, but we weren't close. I hadn't told him where I would be living. He just happened to find me. Perhaps I was trackable. I had no idea. Patrick was very annoying. He had a habit of being a close talker and never knowing when to leave. He found me in my dorm as I was reading with my door open. A habit that I quickly stopped for one good reason. If you're sporadic in your actions, then the only predictability is your unpredictable nature. This was a great way to stay hidden, and a good way to keep women guessing where you were. Patrick and I shot the ship for a while, talking about girls. I told him I was dating Brooke, and told him how much I cared about her. He told me about all the different girls he had been with that summer. Patrick did not seem to have any sort of game, charm, or James Bond sex appeal when we had last hung out together. This time he was different. Patrick had a sort of swagger about him. He asked to use my bathroom, so I said, Yeah, sure, go ahead. I couldn't just tell the guy he couldn't piss. At least I assumed he had to piss. Instead, he took the piss out of me by christening my dorm room toilet. He was taking more than a minute, and then I heard a big fart. I asked him if he was shitting, and he said, Yeah, and laughed. It wasn't like I was going to bust in there and butt-plug him to stop it. All I could do was just say, You motherfucker, I'll get you back. After 15 minutes, I had to ask if he was okay, and he said, Yep. I walked down the hall and chatted up some girls. I was four rooms away from mine, and all I could smell was Patrick's shit. The worst part was that all of the freshmen on my floor had their doors open at all hours of the day. I was so embarrassed that people would think that it was me that had produced such a god-awful smell. It was the one time I wished everyone's doors were closed. There was no way to make this situation look good because <laughs> it stunk so bad and then I'm hanging out in other people's rooms like, hey guys, what's going on? Like, I didn't want to be in my own room because it was so stinky in there. So, so to frame this from, to frame this from another perspective, so like... You 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 mentioned that he's got this cocky swagger to him, right? He's no longer a nib. He's 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 like fresh out of new brotherhood. Because Chippy and I are the nibs at that point. The newly initiated brothers in the fraternity. Right. So he's got the extra strength swagger of like he's no longer getting crap from the brothers for being the new guy. You know, because even after you're in, there's a little bit of ribbing for being the new guy. So he's no longer the pledge. He's no longer the new guy. Now he's this right. cocky, yeah. 
Yeah, he apex confidence. Apex pooper. <laughs> when he came out, my room absolutely reeked. I made some sarcastic comments to Patrick for stinking up my room. I told Patrick I had a class to go to, so our time together had to come to an end. He invited me to come over to his house later in the day, and I said, I may come by, but I didn't want to. Patrick insisted that I at least attend his fraternity party later in the week. I finally agreed, even though I had no intention of showing up. Any fraternity that let that kid in could not be party animals like me. Before he took his leave, he introduced himself to every girl on my floor that he missed on his first go-around. He asked me to come along with him so that I could introduce him to people he hadn't met yet. It was surprisingly awesome to watch him work some magic. His confidence was magical for sure, but the way he introduced himself to women was utterly foolish. He would say, My name's O'Connor, Patrick O'Connor. Sometimes he would just introduce himself as O'Connor, and girls would ask, What's your first name? He loved this, because it was easier for him to insert his cheesy introduction line into the conversation that way. He practically invited everyone on my floor to his frat party. This is when I realized that inviting girls to parties was a great reason to talk to them. Parties were less personal than dates too, so there were no expectations that they had to come. Patrick had the confidence to invite girl after girl to his party without taking no for an answer. When Patrick was finally gone, I went back to my room and grabbed my books. The awful odor started to stick to me, so I rushed to leave. I closed and locked the door. This trapped in the horrendous smell. At least the smell would prevent anyone from wanting to steal anything out of our room. When I came back from class, Ethan was in the room. He had both of the windows open and had fans pointed towards them. The first thing he said to me was, why does our room smell like a shithouse door at Thanksgiving? I explained that an acquaintance from high school stopped by, named Patrick, and he had asked to use our bathroom. The rest was self-explanatory. Ethan told me that he grew up on a farm, and that living things are not supposed to smell like that. The smell of a rotting animal. I had never heard uh, a shithouse door on Thanksgiving before. And like when he said that, I was like, hey, I think that might be like... The best thing that I've ever gotten from the oh, those are those are all great. What's kind of funny too is that Patrick O'Connor not only stunk up the entire floor, but then proceeded to go and introduce himself to all the girls on it, invite them to a party with all of them at the like. I, this isn't included, but all of them at the same time being like, "Oh, it stinks." <laughs> <laughs> Was still in the room hours later. I would have to get Patrick back. I just didn't know how or when. There, New friends, bad decision. <laughs> is this foreshadowing? <laughs> I think so. Is this foreshadowing? So, I'm like an elephant, man. I never forget. I'll forgive, but I never forget. So if there's an opportunity to like make it even, I might seize that opportunity. I'm not saying I'm a petty man, but I'm not saying that I'm above petty action sometimes. I love it. <laughs> New friends, bad decisions. For the first week of school, I didn't have a large network of friends like I did later in college. This was because I didn't have an awesome party house to call my own. I went to every party I had time for, 
and there was never a shortage of parties. I bumped into a few familiar faces here and there, and made sure I kept fostering those relationships. The day I moved into my dorm, I had bumped into two guys named Terrell and Bryden. We had smoked weed together a few times in high school. Since we were in the stairwell of terror that day, we didn't get a chance to chat long. All I was able to get from them was that they were rooming together on the 13th floor. I kept seeing Terrell countless times after that day. I finally asked him if he wanted to smoke weed. Terrell had a car, so we started going on country drives to smoke blunts. After getting into a weed routine, Terrell asked me if a few girls he had met could tag along. This is when I met Lauren. Lauren had long blonde hair and tattoos all over her tan body. She had a nose piercing, a tongue piercing, and two industrial piercings in each ear. She was the exact opposite of my type, but for whatever reason, she was very alluring to me. It may have been because I hadn't seen a lot of girls in high school with tattoos and lots of piercings. At least none that were as attractive as Lauren was. Something told me to be careful around her and not get attached. For the first few days and nights, I would hang out with Bryden, Terrell, Lauren, and her roommate. There were two times that Ethan, my shitty antisocial roommate, came with us too. I was still trying to be civil and not exclude him, but he made it painfully obvious that he wasn't interested. This pissed me off because he was just a waste of my weed. I had to trust my instincts when it came to new people, and I didn't like him from the moment I met him. A valuable lesson learned for the rest of my life. Earlier you had mentioned that I should give the guy a chance because me smoking with him was probably his first opportunity at having the ability to smoke without his parents catching him or XYZ happening. But after having invited him all of these additional times on these country drives together, I knew that it just wasn't his thing. And to the point where he'd be like, no, I'm good. And it's like, what? Why are you here? Right. So like he was he was a farm boy, right? Yes. So like what I'm saying is like he probably had never experienced it before. Went away to college, was like, sure, I'll try it. Nope, this ain't for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with that said, too, he's a farm boy. So somebody's like, you want to go on a drive, boy? And he's like, sure, let's go. I'm going to the car, going to town. I once tried smoking in Terrell's room, but it was quite the sketchy experience. We were not allowed to burn anything in the dorms. Incense, candles, anything. His entire floor didn't give a fuck. The first time I went up there to blaze, all I could smell was incense blended with weed. I remember thinking to myself that all the incense in the world wouldn't cover up that smell of weed. I was always a paranoid weed smoker, the worst kind to hang out with. When we got high in his room together, I became paranoid. I instantly felt trapped, and a feeling of impending doom washed over me. I thought the cops were going to kick in his door at any second. I said, I gotta go to class, and that's the last time I smoked in his room. My classes were going well. I didn't find any of the content overly challenging. There was just a lot of it. One of my first assignments was for my University 100 class. The assignment was to bring something to class that was important to us. I hadn't fully thought through the assignment, and at the last minute, I decided to bring a keepsake box. I could have brought anything to class that day. I should have brought nothing. Instead, I brought the keepsake box that Brooke had made me. The outside of the box was designed with hearts and love poems. 
Inside the box were letters, pictures, movie tickets, and other relationship memorabilia. The other students went first. Some showed trophies, scars, religious symbols, and then it was my turn to present. A feeling of embarrassment came over me. I pulled out my little keepsake box and started to explain what it was. This was the university equivalent to show and tell, and I yeah. picked the absolute worst thing to show and tell. Here's a, me, a picture of me holding hands with my mom. Well, that wasn't my mom. <laughs> it's my girlfriend, right? It's like, hey, these are all the pictures of me and Brooke, and this is why I love this girl. She's still in high school, but we're going to be together forever. And Oh, you dork. Is that really what happened? 100%. I think you made it up for the story. <laughs> I wish I had the gall to make anything up that's this shitty in a story. I thought chicks would like me if I was a sweet guy. I was so sweet, the girls wanted to make memory boxes for me. Ultimately, bringing the box in made me look like such a beta male. I should have brought a fucking lighter, or a piece of paper with a porn URL on it. Those were also important to me, and less embarrassing. Everyone was looking at me like I was a crazy man. Being high also made me feel like people were judging me. Paranoia. I questioned what I thought was important. Also, just to backtrack here, now that like I'm thinking that I care what all of these people think because I'm embarrassed that I'm in love with somebody... Like, that's so stupid. <laughs> like, fuck them. Fuck what they think. At this age, I have found what I consider to be love, right? So, I mean, it's important. Yeah. But being a young man, do you question and balance what's important with, with what pride. makes you look good and pride and ego and... This was probably the most embarrassing moment for me up to that point at school. When I was done presenting, the room was completely silent. To think that this is my most embarrassing moment at that point up to like at school. So we've destroyed a Porsche. We've gotten a ticket at a party. <laughs> and we're now... Uh, thinking that this is the most embarrassing moment at university is bringing a keepsake box and getting embarrassed. There's a lot more embarrassment to come. When the Can't next wait. person started presenting, the guy sitting beside me nudged me and said, Hey man, are you high? I nodded and he said we should hang out sometime. I was so happy. Finally, a new friend that likes smoking weed too. After our class was over, I introduced myself to him. He seemed pretty cool. And by cool, I mean a fellow pot smoker. His name was Paul Knox. A stocky, good-looking guy that had a baby face and a genuine smile. He was about six foot and seemed like a man's man, just like me. I was out partying all day and night after classes. Despite having met lots of girls at parties, I had remained a loyal boyfriend and not for lack of opportunity. College was fucking crazy, and girls were more free-spirited beings when they weren't living with their parents. I had been at school for about a week when I went to a party with Bryden, Terrell, Lauren, and her roommate. After being at the party for a while, I got a little too drunk. I went out on the porch to get some fresh air. 
Unfortunately, everyone on the porch was smoking a cigarette, and I didn't get any fresh air at all. To help calm my buzz down, I pulled out my trusty one-hitter and packed up some weed. Lauren came out on the porch. She looked so attractive with my beer goggles on. She asked if she could have a hit, and I passed her my one-hitter. She took a long drag and exhaled a huge cloud of weed smoke. Then, she started kissing me. I didn't want to cheat on Brooke. She was far more breathtaking than Lauren was, especially drunk. This was such a moment of weakness. What was I doing? I'd pulled back at first, because I was afraid, as a million thoughts raced through my head. I was going to get in trouble for cheating. It was the first time in my life I retreated from sexual contact like that. When I realized it was too late, because we had already started kissing, I embraced her, and we made out on the porch for the rest of the night. When we were done, all I could taste was cigarettes. It was like I had made out with a dirty ashtray. Oh my god, yeah, I know, you know, man, uh, same. I hated that too, so much. I was living in the moment, and not thoroughly thinking of the consequences of my actions. I completely neglected to think that I did have someone to answer to. Myself. How could I look at myself in the mirror now? I was dating a girl that I truly cared about, and I had just thrown it all away. I had made promises all summer to be loyal and amazing to her. Then as soon as someone grabbed my dick, I didn't exercise any self-control whatsoever. I was depressed when I got back to my dorm that night. I was just drunk enough to be able to push the thought of Lauren's cigarette-tasting mouth to the back of my mind. The next day, I would have to deal with the consequences of my actions. I didn't want to call Brooke drunk and try to explain myself. She deserved more respect than that. I would need to wait until I was sober before I could call her. I raced to the bathroom and puked, waking Ethan up in the process. When I was done, I crawled into bed and fell asleep. You bad, bad man. So, I went from showing my little box to everybody and being so proud I'm in a, in a, relationship, in a relationship to, uh... Sticking your tongue in the ashtray. Sticking my tongue in the ashtray. Not one of my more proud moments. We're just getting started. It's only chapter two.